Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know The Buyer's Mind is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. Who owns your development? I mean, are you waiting for someone to take you by the hand, or do you control your own success? Let's get into it on today's episode of The Buyer's Mind. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome once again to The Buyer's Mind. I am your host, Jeff Shore, and this is the podcast where we talk to sales professionals about how they can be the best that they can be. And we typically talk about the way that a customer makes decisions, but today we're going to look at it from the perspective of a sales professional. We're going to look at self-development for sales professionals and how we grow. And the first question that I want to ask you, and this is a really, really important question, is your growth dictated by other people? All right. Is your growth dictated by other people? Who owns your development and are you waiting for someone to take you by the hand? I'm thinking of a friend of mine. His name is Tom. He goes to my church and he's a mountain climber. And I mean like big mountains, like next on his list is K2. He, he's looking for the, the big score right here, right? Now, let's be clear on this. No one pays him. There are no medals when you are done. There is no intrinsic desire to do this except for that sense of accomplishment, for being the best that he can be. And there's something about people with high achievement drive. They just have to do more. They just have to. And in order to do more, they have to be more. When I think about people that I've met throughout my career who are those high achievers in any different walk of life, and I mean high achievers certainly in sales, but I look at it high achievers in, in business, the entrepreneurs out there, but I also look at the high achievers in athletics or music or in the way that they raise their family. Frankly, I think the guy who works on my sprinklers is a high achiever. He is a go-getter, and he's the type of guy who's going to uh, constantly figure out, how do I design my own path to success? There's something about people with high achievement drive, and they stand out. You can see it in them. They have to be their best self. They have to be able to, to do more. And in order to do that, they have to be more. There's a restlessness to high achievers, not a discontent, but a restlessness. There is that sense that they want to maximize the talents and the abilities that God has given them. They want to be able to live that full and complete life. Now, poor performers, on the other hand, are saddled with what I call the good enough syndrome. They learn until they can say, that's good enough, and then they shut down their own learning. They don't drive it any further. So consequently, they resist training, they resist development. They think that training is something that they have to go to, something that they have to check the box, something that they have to show up so that they don't get in trouble, sit through, and then go back and do things the way that they already always have. 
Now, look, I've been working with sales professionals now for 25 years. And as I'm looking at the opportunity here uh, in my coaching and in the training opportunities that I've had over those decades, I can tell very, very quickly who is a high achiever and who is a low achiever, who is driven and who is not. I can see it in the body language. I can see it in the interaction, but mostly I can see it in the want to. High achievers look at it and they say, I want to be the best that I can be, and I am willing to do the things that I need to do in order to get there. Poor performers, those low achievers, are asking, what's the minimum that I need to do just to sort of get by? You know, my team and I here at Shore Consulting recently read through Carol Dweck's amazing book, Mindset, and it defines what we're talking about right here. Carol Dweck points out two different mindsets, the growth mindset or the fixed mindset. High achievers have growth mindset. They believe that the possibilities are endless, and yes, they're going to fail along the way, but the failure is another step on their road to success. But those people with a fixed mindset believe that they do not have the capability to be all that they could be. They they look for comfort. They look for that cozy little place where they can check the box and say, I did my job. And you've got to ask yourself the question, which are you? Do you carry a growth mindset or do you carry a fixed mindset? And one of the ways that you can answer that question is to ask yourself, how much do I own my own development? Am I waiting for someone to take me by the hand? Am I only looking at training as something that I have to do? And this isn't just about training in the sense of going to a class or working with a trainer. It's a matter of who dictates your growth. Are you waiting for other people to do that? Now, from time to time, I will meet up with a salesperson who clearly has this right. And I did that recently. I was in the greater Seattle area, up in the Puget Sound area. And uh, I had a, a wonderful conversation with a sales practitioner with the name of Blaze Devera. And Blaze just stood out. And the reason that he stood out was because he's clearly a student of his craft. He's not the guy who's going to sit there and go, yeah, that's good enough. No, no, no. He, he's not. He's going to embrace change. He's going to embrace opportunity. He's going to look for those times when he could really get outside of himself and pour himself into being better. He is not a minimalist. He's the guy who's going to constantly challenge himself. Will he make mistakes? Yep, he will. Will he be uncomfortable? Absolutely. It's the price of the ticket in order to go to the dance in the first place. But Blaze is not afraid of these things because he recognizes that this is all part of his journey to be better. I was inspired by um, his work ethic in regards to how he wants to get better. So I just uh, pulled out my recording device and uh, had a quick conversation with Blaze Devera. So here I'm, I'm in uh, the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area, and I was talking to a, a really, really top level sales professional named Blaze Devera. We were just having sort of a philosophical conversation about sales in general, about salespeople, and about the art and the study of the craft of sales. And um, I was digging the conversation so much, I said, man, we got to lay this down. We got to have a, a quick conversation for the podcast here. So, uh, Blaze, uh, say hello to the audience, the buyer's mind audience. Hello, everyone. There you go. <laughs> uh, Blaze, the question that I had just asked you before we hit record here was, you are, you are clearly not just somebody who uh, wants to figure out the minimum. You study sales. You are a student of your craft. What separates 
those salespeople who want to really get this right from those who just sort of show up and do the minimum they need to do in order to get a sale every now and then? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. And I really appreciate you asking me and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know we were talking about this. I really feel like a top sales professional, it's, it's not a job. It becomes part of your identity. Mm -hmm. So it becomes part of who you are. Part of who you are is being a top producer, wanting to be that and feeling like um, that's a big part of your life. And so if I'm not a top producer, I'm severing that part of my, I'm, I'm cutting off that part of myself. It's like there's an inconsistency in yourself. Correct. It, correct. I don't, I don't feel okay being second best. Mm -hmm. I've always got to be the best. And if I'm not the best, I'm not the best a lot. I'm always trying to be the best, which sometimes makes me the best. Have you, you always know? had that level of achievement drive? And, and in your opinion, is achievement drive something that is just innate and internal or can it be grown? I think it can be grown. I think there, there, I do believe probably more in, in DNA than a lot of people mm -hmm. believe in. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think that part of it is, um, you know, some of it's how you were born, the DNA that you were born with. But I also do think that through training and repetition mm -hmm. and through finding the passion, finding your passion, mm -hmm. and it's different for everyone, right? So mm -hmm. sales isn't going to be everyone's passion. I mean, right. I think a lot of the incorrect people are in sales. Yeah. And that's why they're doing the bare minimum because they haven't found what what they're supposed to what be they're doing. supposed to be yeah. doing with their life right. yeah 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 there is that question about calling and i think we do our very very best work when we are in alignment uh to that that calling uh, uh let's talk about practice here a little bit because you know as a sales coach as a sales trainer i'm encouraging people to practice all the time of course mm -hmm. uh it's not lost on me that most sales people are comfort addicts and they're going to make a decision according to what is comfortable. Uh, what is it about you that causes you to want to practice where other salespeople are going to go? Yeah, that's good. I think it goes back to it's, it's part of who I am. So part mm -hmm. of my identity is being a top sales professional. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not a choice for me. It's, this is a must. Yeah. So it's not, I think a lot of people don't make things must. Mm -hmm. It would be nice. Mm -hmm. It's a goal, but it's not a must. Yeah. So if you make it a must for you to be a top sales professional, you're going to put in the practice. Yeah. You're going to get up earlier. Right. You're going to read books. You're yeah. going to rep, you know, do the repetition you need to be good in those key moments yeah. and get that little edge that might make you yeah. better than your peers. Uh, last question, um, advice for somebody who's brand new to sales. I mean, like day one on sales. What, what do you want to tell people who are brand new to sales? Um, I would say figure out if it's your calling. Mm -hmm. Figure out if you feel passionate about it. If yeah. you do, you're probably going to be phenomenal. If yeah. you don't, you probably are going to want to do something else because it's a hard business. There he is. But it's very rewarding. The legend, Blaze Devera. Thanks, Blaze. Thank you. So there you have it, straight from someone who is practicing this every day. And I would just challenge you to ask, does that sound like you? Would I want to interview you? Because you show that same hunger, that same thirst, that same desire to really want to get outside your own comfort zone and push yourself. Again, this isn't about making the boss happy. It isn't about just getting the minimum done on an assignment in order to say that I did it. That is a fixed mindset mentality. But those people with a growth mindset, they're going to embrace it. They're going to step outside themselves. Now, look, I want to make sure that we're very clear on this. I recognize that the things that I'm saying are not easy, and they're not easy. But I would argue, well, what worthwhile is ever easy? I mean, when we're looking at the things that really make our lives worthwhile, your relationships, uh, um, having kids, grooming our career, uh, the service that we do to our society, to our church, to charities. These things aren't easy. 
But I would argue that those things that are challenging, that are difficult, are also the most rewarding. There's something else that we have to understand, and that is that not only is it not easy, it's also not comfortable. And this is my greatest concern, that we so often tend to be addicted to our own desire for comfort, that our desire for comfort dictates what we are willing to do and what we are not willing to do. That is that our desire for comfort is a filter by which we look at opportunities in the world around us. We look at opportunities to grow in our career. We look at opportunities to develop. We look at opportunities to serve, to learn something. And when I look at it, I go, oh boy, you know what? I, that's uncomfortable. Practice is uncomfortable. You know what? Practice is uncomfortable. It is. I'm not going to deny that. There's no question about it. Practice is uncomfortable. But I'm also going to argue the case that that very practice that it is un, that is uncomfortable is absolutely necessary if you want to take your game to another level. And I'm sorry, I don't care who it is, whether you're a, a, a musician or an athlete or an actor or a surgeon or a sales professional, that repetition, that uncomfortable repetition to not just repeat it over and over again, but to get better every time, it's uncomfortable. It is. It's It's true for everybody, including me. I am a comfort addict. I get it. I recognize that in my own life. But I can tell you this. My achievement drive trumps my desire for comfort. Can I say that one more time? My achievement drive trumps my desire for comfort. I think Blaze is the same way. I think a lot of sales professionals that I meet are the same way. My achievement drive trumps my desire for comfort. So when I'm asking myself the question, am I going to do this? It's not, is it comfortable? The question is, what will it help me to become if I want to do more, if I want to achieve more than I have to be more? What is that for you on your quest to be your very best self? How do you squash that comfort addiction? How do you leverage your achievement drive? Don't be that person who is trying to do the least they need to do just to get by. Don't be that person who says, well, this is what I've always done, so it must be right. Challenge the norm. Challenge yourself. Look for those opportunities to do things that are differently, to think differently in order to grow, in order to be your very, very best self. And that is when you have the opportunity to go out there and change the world. <laughs> 